Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Test, test, testing. Can you guys hear me? Ten four, got you. Getting ready to go live. It's race chat live. We're almost done. Been a hell of a season, guys. Started in late January. Now it's November. That's right. It's Race Chat Live! Chris Taz. And the DJ himself. Mr. Craig Moore. Howdy, race fans. How the hell are you? It's another edition of race chat live on this monday night hopefully you've uh, got something cold to drink or maybe something warm to drink depending on what part of the united states you're listening to us in if you're popping a cold one give us a shout out glad to be here man oh man i think our picks went right out the window we did good up until uh until this uh this, this segment here, but uh, I will welcome our co-host, one of our co-hosts, our other co-host is uh, running a bit behind. Welcome to the show, Mr. Taz Taylor Moore the Third. How the hell are you, my friend? Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't complain after getting two out of three picks correct this weekend. Yeah, it's amazing. But uh, excited for tonight at eight thirty. We'll be going live on our Facebook page. We'll still be live with Blog Talk Radio for our final roundtable discussion of the season. As we try to, I don't know how well this will entirely work, but we're going to try our best and see if we can somehow agree on one driver to win the championship. Obviously, yeah. there are a lot of eyeballs on one driver in particular, and I'm sure – I don't even have to say his name, but I'm sure that people will understand where I'm coming from. But at the same time, um, I think there are four really good and capable drivers that can really get the job done. Because they're that good at these kinds of tracks, and they just can do it. Well, NASCAR's got their golden boy here. Dirt track fans have their Kyle Larson hero, the the statue that they're going to build at every dirt track around America. You've got Martin Truex Jr., who shouldn't even be here. Yeah, where did he come from? And you obviously have the uh, nobody likes him, Denny Two Finger Hamlin. So 
Uh, I don't know where Truex come from. Look, he was the he's the first guy that was outside of the chase going into the last race that earned his way in by points. What he did, Taz Taylor, was he executed. He executed those stage points. He followed the lead of <clears throat> Elliot, and uh, you know, um, scored as many points as he could. Was he on the verge of getting knocked out? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, he was. He was close. Uh, we almost saw uh, Kyle Busch get into Truex at one point. Because I don't think any of the Penske drivers were... Um, I think I think Ryan Blaney was probably the closest they had because I believe uh, BK and Logano were essentially must-win uh, situations at this point. Yeah, they point. were. Was that Mr. CJ Sports? No, it's Craig. Oh, it's just Craig. I got excited. My tail started wagging. I was looking <laughs> at the screen. I was like, what? He's actually going to join us? <laughs> Craig, how you doing? Oh, he's in lava. Craig, how the hell are you? Well, I'm all right, I guess. All right. Yeah, um, you're you're, you're going to be... You're going to be getting the warmer weather in a week. I, I think Craig has something to say. I really do. I think Craig has something to say. And, and, and please, so we can just get it out of here and go ahead and move on to the next subject. Craig and I have had a no, heated discussion. No, we're not discussion. even on that subject. We, we, we had a heated discussion earlier. And, and I probably said some things that wasn't necessarily appropriate. But I love Craig. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to give it to you like this. And he gave it to me back. And we both kind of don't agree with each other. And I think that that's perfectly fine. And I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I think, but but here's the problem with that, Craig. You're making it sound like I can, like I don't condone this this type of behavior. You're making it sound like I don't, I don't think that it's wrong. But how you use that in connotation, which I found where you might have gotten that from, and it was, uh, you know, I mean, I understand if Dave Moody says something that it could be repeated as possibly something worth repeating. But, uh, you know, at 8.30 this morning, Dave Moody come out and he said that uh, comparable to the N-word. And I find that to just be absolutely unfathomable. I don't even see the correlation between the two. And I feel like I'm the bad guy because I think that those are two completely different universes, especially the context that it was used in. So if we can just if we can just get that out of the way. I did not hear Dave Moody say that. Oh well, he 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 was the he was the inventor of the idea at eight thirty this morning, Craig. Just just so you know, you hey hey, it's a good thing though, right? I mean, you got somebody that is feeling the way that you do. But as I rode through most of the comments, sure there was some who you know wanted to express that you know this is a terminology used. I, I don't want to get into the context of the terminology. My argument with you is that it's not comparable to that other word. And it's not comparable because even in a sentence, you can use that word. We are not allowed at all, and nobody should ever use the N-word, period. But I, well, I, 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 there's another meaning for the N-word. And I also gave gave a full definition to you of what the R word stood for. 
And in context, it is kind of, I mean, he was making a point. So he literally, he could have used the word, but it would have been more PC if he had just used the adjectives to describe the word. Because what he was saying was, BK is an idiot, and he'll always be an idiot. But this is the same guy who come out on the stage and said, Kyle Bush is an ass. So it's really hard to have this argument because somebody is going to be placed as the bad guy. Had he come out and called BK a blank <laughs> with either word, <laughs> I, I, I see that as wrong. But he used it in the context of he was doing something blank, okay? And, and, and so, you know, I mean, the definition of it is there. We don't need to spend too much time arguing about this. I believe that Taz has his own uh, way of thinking. Ms. Lee's expressed her way of thinking. I don't feel like I'm the bad guy in this group. I feel like maybe somehow or another we'll all understand where each of, each of us comes from, because I've yet to say that I'm not defending the guy. Never said I was defending the guy, but in the, in the way that it was used in your post, I felt that those two words are not comparable. That was my argument. Uh, Craig, I am done. No. I would like to, I would like right, to hear what good. you have to say, and then I'm we'll turn it to Taz. Let's move on. Well, no, I want Taz to chime into this. Taz has got to chime into this, because this is not... You know, Taz, please take the floor. Craig, because we no, we no, no. Oh, go ahead. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. All right. Wanted to make sure before I spoke my piece. <laughs> so the way I see it from everyone's perspectives, and some people will say I'm more one-sided than the other, but in all honesty, I really am not. So, with my opinion being said, right here, right now, I do believe that Kyle Bush was in the wrong, in a sense, for having that word come out. However, mm-hmm. he, how he used it was not directed towards BK entirely. It was the move he did, calling him the word. It was the move that he did. Mm-hmm. Could Kyle Bush have used a different word? Right. Yes. But he, he did not. Now, in the sense of the N-word per se, because of how Kyle used it, because he wasn't deroging at, at a person, because he was saying it as a move, it, I don't think at that sense, it's the same deal. They're... Right. He was basically, he was using a different... Uh, I've def- had, right, go I've ahead. had this point of view since 8 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. Or actually, once I saw the interview and the articles about it at early this morning, once I saw that, that was my opinion. That was how I saw it. Like you, Taz, I listened to the interview, and I I watched all the post-race stuff because it was really exciting, and it's Martinsville. Until this morning, I had no freaking idea that this was even an issue. 
I guess the word just completely sunk up underneath the ship. Somehow I missed it, which is something that I'm telling you right now, you would have never missed it if it had been the other word. Had it been the other word, there's no way in hell that it would not have been turned into a fiasco 12 hours later. It would have been a fiasco on air immediately. Bridges would have been burned down. Folks would have been in the streets rioting. Uh, it was... It, it, we would have watched Cowboys never, never get another job in NASCAR. Never. So that, it's just hard to say that those two words are anywhere alike. Um, Tass, I respect your 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 uh, opinion. Craig, I respect yours too. I don't want any hard feelings between me and you, buddy, because I love you to death. Uh, that's with all true honesty, brother. I've been me and you've been working together for four years. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye. Sometimes we have different perspectives. I, I understand how hurtful that word is. I understand. Okay, but I also don't agree that those two should be those two types of words should ever be compared to each other in any sentence. And that was my reaction to to the post. Uh, it's a representation of Race Chat Live. And I didn't feel that that post was necessary. Um, but after further digging up, I've seen that you're not the only person with the opinion, whether or not Dave Moody copied you or you copied Dave Moody or y'all both were in the same uh, uh, atmosphere. The fact of it is, is I believe both are not really comparable to each other. It really seems almost racist to, to, to feel that way, that those two words are even comparable. Because that what it well, sounds like is angry white man, angry white man wants, well, yeah, angry white man wants to use something that that recollects with what that word is, and that that's not true. That's that's totally not true. Um, I do understand in our generation, Craig, when you were born with certain disabilities, it was a, it was a, a word that was used by the doctors. Um, this is not something that's comparable to the other word. As we have wasted five minutes of our of our audience's time, maybe they maybe you have uh, a, an opinion on this subject. I would rather hear our fans' opinions than than honestly. Uh, we already know where each of us stands, so we will turn the page here. And uh, I hope that uh, I hope that nobody's gotten their feelings hurt. I am perfectly well with uh, my my. Uh, colleagues having different opinions. I mean, I think that that's what's made this show wonderful is we do have different opinions and we bring educated opinions to the table. So uh, I, I by no means would ever say that you're unimportant, Craig, uh, based off of how you feel. And I'm sure that there's something deeper to why you feel that way. As I read other people's comments, I understood the offensive terminology but I just can't see it compared to what it was compared to. So with that being said, um, any, any last, any last things on that? Well, no, breaking news, breaking news in regards to this, NASCAR has recently announced half an hour before our show started that Kyle Busch will be going through sensitivity training before the 2022 season begins. So NASCAR has taken action. It has been done. I do believe that this, I do believe NASCAR making that call is the right call in a sense. 
Because like I said, using that word in a professional manner is not a good thing. It does not look right, good right. on you. But It should not be it, used by professional sports. Uh, no, but how he, used it, how he used it, in my opinion, wasn't wasn't how a lot of people are taking it. And why they're taking it that way, which is fine. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys, and he's going to get fined for it. The sanctioning body is going to force him to do this. That's fine. He has to answer to his sponsors. He has to answer to Joe Gibbs. I'm sure neither one were very happy. This is the ultimate, you know, the the consequence to that, right? And uh, Cowboys immediately admitted his mistake, and we move on. Denny Hamlin, there on the other hand, has had a lot to say, and I'm stuck in mixed emotions because, to be honest with you, I didn't agree with anything that he had to say about Alex Bowman. I think that he uh, he was uh, unprofessional and un uh, that was not necessary for what he did to Alex in the uh, victory lane, uh, victory moment, victory celebration. Uh, but then when you hear Chase Elliott bark back at what Denny Hamlin had to say, um, basically, you know, it, it turns it, it turns me into mixed emotions for real guys, because, uh, you know, I kind of, I don't like Denny Hamlin, but I can't stand Chase Elliott. And, you know, I mean, Denny Hamlin did get booed by his hometown crowd. I'm going to start with you, Craig. What are your thoughts on that? How did, how did he go from hero to villain? And and, and, and well, wait a minute. Is Chase, I, I want to say this now. I believe Chase Elliott fans are toxic. I'll just put that out there as I hand the floor to, to Craig. Well, how so? Explain how you believe they're toxic. Oh, they're toxic. They're absolutely I toxic. I don't know. They're just toxic. It's like Oakland I think Raiders fans. You, you don't know, but they're toxic. They're, they're, uh, you know, Buffalo, if I what? were to have to go, if I were to have to go to a stadium, any stadium in the United States, I would choose Buffalo Bills. And the one stadium that I would stay the hell away from is the Las Vegas Raiders. But I like the Las Vegas Raiders more than I like the Buffalo Bills. The difference is, is you get treated well in Buffalo. You get your ass kicked in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just that simple. So, no, I mean, their fans... His fans are toxic, as along with Philadelphia Eagle fans. They're toxic as well. Um, they take things too far. That the, in my opinion, Chase Elliott has been uh, the golden child of NASCAR since he come in, and uh, things are not necessarily given the same perception with Chase as they are with other drivers. In that now, Craig, there's your there's your explanation. No, that was a half-assed explanation, but I guess it was an explanation. Yeah, um, it's okay. Because you still didn't explain how they're toxic. but That's politics I all day long. <laughs> um, Denny Hamlin was a douchebag for doing what he did in victory while, like, while he was pulled up there over the start-finish line. He's running for a championship. That's a championship contender acting like a two-year-old. So he got hit. It's fuck. It's Martinsville. It's going to happen. It's just not that great. It's just not that great. Exactly. Not only that, but we've discussed this over and over and over again for the last, I don't know how many weeks. 
They're out there to win. It doesn't matter who it is. They're not going to give We played the game to win. Go ahead. Right. We're not in it. We're not in it just to run laps. We're in it to win. Mm-hmm. Now, how is Denny or how is consistently Alex Bowman one of the fastest cars and he's still he's not in the final four? A lock. And bad luck. But you know what? He's out there, he's running. Denny should have never done what he did. He should been professional. When his crew chief comes on and says, Denny, think of a big picture. No, Denny had more than just sitting there butted up against his front. Uh, his so, I don't know what's going to come of it with NASCAR, but it should be interesting. You guys there? Well, well, yes. I can understand Denny's frustration because they were going for the win. But at the same time, his crew chief and his team saw the bigger picture. And I get things happening here at the moment. But his team should have told Denny, there's so many lap, lap cars. If something were to happen to us, we're okay. We're fine. Don't worry. Like... I get he, Denny wanted to win just to make sure he was moving on to the final four. But at the same time, he did enough in the – I mean, he didn't finish high enough in the first stage, but he did well enough in stage two. Stage three was where the drivers that really needed the points were struggling. Or they struggled in the first two stages, and he just – I think he just completely went bonkers. And he was essentially pretty much locked in because after he got spun, which was not intentional, because I watched the replay numerous times, and Dale Jr. called it straight up. No, like, bias anything and no no whatever. No one-sided. He saw it down the middle called it the right way, exactly how I would have called it if I were him, and Bowman just got loose. The car bobbled, and he the car ran up the track, and unfortunately, Denny was just a victim. But Denny is yeah. going to because he's in the final four. He's further along in the chase than Bowman was. So it doesn't matter whether it was Bowman or anybody else. Whoever it was would have bobbled and hit Denny. Denny would have bitched like a two-year-old. Why? Because he feels that he's already pretty much a lot, and people should let him have a body. And that's not how it goes. Like Miss Lee said, here's what Miss Lee said for those of you not looking, not able to look at the message. Uh, Hold on one second. Um, Hamster's move were uncalled for, period, and yes, very unprofessional. I get his frustration, too, but come on, man. I mean, and I agree with her wholeheartedly. I think I think Denny Hamlin is frustrated with the entire Chevrolet Kendrick Motorsports program. There's been bad blood between Denny Hamlin and – well, first of all, I believe that the comments that were given later on by Denny Hamlin were not actually directed at Alex Bowman. 
And I'm going to read you why, because here's what he said. And I believe when, when the whole thing was about Denny getting booed at his home track, basically he was already over with what happened with Alex Bowman. And as you look at in the past of Alex Bowman, there was really no reason at all for Denny Hamlin to attack Alex. Alex, uh, other than just being frustrated, they got spun out. The, the words that were said later between Chase Elliott and uh, defending his fans and all, this is what Denny Hamlin had to say on Twitter. I don't expect you to understand my emotions. You don't see the time I spend working on my craft. You don't see the work these teams put in. You haven't been taken out twice in the last 10 weeks, one costing us a regular season championship, the other nearly ending our season. Who, what, who is he talking about there? But hold on, there's more. I don't care what your opinions are. I don't care what you think of me. Now, this is coming from Two Finger Hamlin. You don't know me. Reverse the roles with your favorite driver. Feel the same? There's obviously a lack of respect out there that needs to be earned back. The easy way or the hard way. And this is the final, and this is why I believe this is directed at Chase Elliott and not at Alex Bowman. Because what he says here, and you can collate the two careers that these guys have had. I, get, I got here through the hardest path possible. No last name, no money, no backer. I'm blessed beyond words. I spent 16 years trying to accomplish the sport's highest honor. This week's a new opportunity to achieve, to achieve it. I'm ready. My team is ready. F and bring it. That right there says who he was who he was basically leaving his comments to. Somebody who once right. again right. carries the chariot with this with this NASCAR. We spent eighteen years slobbering over whatever Dale Jr. was gonna do. Now we're gonna spend the next eighteen years slobbering all over what Chase Elliott's gonna do. Both of those drivers were not given the same. They were not given the same plate that the that most of these drivers have eaten off of. Alex Bowman drove for the shittiest organizations in NASCAR. Alex Bowman put his time in with Tommy Baldwin Racing, with BK Racing. He was a simulator driver for Hendrick. If it wasn't for Dale Jr. Basically putting Alex Bowman on the pedestal and saying, give this guy a shot. Alex Bowman would not even be in racing right now. He'd be racing dirt tracks out in the Midwest. Go ahead, Taz. Well, my deal with that is if you're going to call somebody a hack, let's let's try putting this season into perspective. He hacked the game. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 I'll back off. The regular season who was more consistent, Denny Hamlin. He can argue that. But in a format where winning gets you further than consistency, Alex Bowman got it over him. Three wins in the regular mm. season compared to Denny's big fat None. Mistake. None. Nothing, nada. Some playoffs, some playoffs, Bowman didn't show. Hamlin did because Hamlin won twice three rounds of playoffs we just had. Bowman did not, and that costed Bowman. So in a race where really Hamlin didn't have all that much pressure in the final couple laps, 
Bowman having no pressure at all, other than just winning for your sponsors and your team, him, I'm sorry, but if it were me, what Hamlin did was absolutely nonsense. Because you should not interrupt a a winner's victory lane celebration. Right, there's a time you want to confront him afterwards. If you want to confront him afterwards, that's fine. But leave victory lane to where it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. What's that? It was so a Okay, go ahead, Craig. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, I just think it was a douchebag oh. move. I mean, you interrupted the man's celebration. Uh, but there again, FedEx got uh, got a little bit of extra sponsorship plug and. Uh, you know, nobody got hurt, so it's really good for racing. It's, it's 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 no more indecent than what we see on WWE every week. It actually it actually probably earned more fans and more publicity on ESPN than a nonchalant Alex Bowman who did not even know how to celebrate in Victory Lane because he didn't like the way that he won the race. There's only about two other drivers I've ever seen that actually had that type of conscience in victory lane, and one of them being none other than Cousin Carl, okay? Because Carl Edwards wanted to win the right way. So, uh, Craig, go ahead. I just think that I'm glad that we agree that it was a douchebag move. Um, He could have handled it differently, as Taz says. He could have texted him. He could have called him. He could have went to his... He could have went to the holler. He could have went to his bus, as they call it, instead of an RV. Um, I just think that it would have, it, it could have been handled different. I wonder what if if NASCAR will do anything about it, um, or if they'll just leave it alone and and do the boys will be boys um, synopsis on it. With that being said, we're at the 8.30 mark. Taz, if you want to go live um, on Facebook for the roundtable discussion, this should be a pretty good roundtable discussion. It, it uh, should be. Before we – go ahead, go ahead, Craig. But I, I do want to say something about the other two races real quick. When are we going to cross yeah. that bridge? We got to talk about I didn't get to see the Infinity, but I did get to uh, see the end of the truck race. And we'll that get, thing was phenomenal. We'll get to those two series uh, right after our roundtable discussion. How about that? That sounds that like a good. plan. Uh, I just I, – I forgot what I was going at. Maybe I'll remember as we're talking about the roundtable – during this roundtable discussion. But um, that truck series race, that was a hell of a race. So, uh, yeah, let's get doing on the uh, – on the roundtable discussion, the top of the hour. Well, I guess we'll do the uh, the question of the week by Rebecca, and then we'll talk truck series, Xfinity, and uh, you know we'll give our picks for their All right. series as well. So, yeah, this one's going to be a little bit more complicated. Taz, uh, go ahead with the introduction, sir. I'm sorry. So, welcome everyone to our Facebook Live roundtable discussion, final one of the season. We've enjoyed doing this for the last three times, or for every round we've done this. Well, I'll go back and recap a bit of how pretty close we were. In the round of 16, we had one driver that we put in, and they didn't make it. So out of those 
16, narrow it down to 12 to get one wrong out of 12. Pretty impressive. Move on to the round of to the round of 12 discussion. Again, only had one wrong in that sense in that round. Then we move forward to the round of eight, where we said Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin be moving forward. Well. This time we got two out of the four, meaning that Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott moved forward. Truex and Kyle Larson moved forward, which means we were incorrect about Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. Now, being that said, we have our picks of who we will win the championship, but we will give you our thoughts and input on each one of these drivers, why they have a legit shot at winning the championship. Now, let's let's go into facts before we do input. Kyle Larson, we know how much of a dominant season he's had. Nine wins this year. Regular season champion. This is, this is his first championship four appearance for the Cup Series. Ever since we started the the championship four. Chase Elliott's going for his second is in his second championship four appearances for the second year in a row. Martin Truex Jr. This will be his fifth appearance. And Denny Hamlin is in his will be going will be his this will be his fourth appearance for the championship four. So now, we are at Phoenix for the championship finale. Each one of these drivers has a legit reason as to why they will do whatever they can to win the championship. We will start from the top of the list and go from the bottom. We'll start with the 200 guys. First driver we'll go with, we'll start talking about, is the guy that I first mentioned was is Young Money. Kyle Larson, he has a legit chance. I mean, you can't argue the fact that the of what I just said earlier. Nine wins, regular season championship. He won two of the last three races. I mean... Obviously was, the fastest car in racing. Obviously. He's got the team behind him. I mean, he's got Jimmy Johnson's crew. That's what he's got. He's got Jimmy Johnson's equipment. Got Jimmy Johnson's crew. He's got Jimmy Johnson's crew. You can't tell me no, he, he does. does. But it's a moot point. It's 2021. It's a new season. Guess what? Jimmy Johnson's not even a friggin' factor in NASCAR anymore. The team is his. The crew is his. They're performing for him. Yes, but I'm trying story. to make the point because people are still not understanding that Kyle Larson. People are still not understanding of the fact that Kyle Larson's driving for a new crew or whatever. Johnson got – or Johnson's team went over to Bowman. No. No, 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 no. I don't know how many times this needs to be said all freaking season long because people can't grasp the concept. The 48 is the old 88. The five car is the old 48 team. When Kyle Larson was signed with Hendrick Motorsports, he was signed into the – Basically, the replacement driver for Jimmy Johnson. 
But there was a number change because Ally wanted to go with Bowman and not Larson, which I think is the biggest mistake Ally could have ever made. But I don't know. Kyle Larson has every bit of potential to be a NASCAR champion. The only one that can beat him is himself. Because if not, then NASCAR has definitely threw, you know, shade and they want the golden child to win. So we already know this, but, you know, that's probably not a very educational that's more of a fan coming out of me and not necessarily the the, the, the the optical facts there. The truth is Kyle Larson should be the champion for 2021. But, Taz, Craig, how many times in sports have we seen the guys with the best record all year long not bring home a championship? And that's what that's what this playoff structure is for. Kyle Larson is not my pick for the 2021. Well, we'll, we'll see your pick afterwards, but we're just giving input and facts as to why they're a legit reason to be a champion. Obvious reasons for Kyle Larson. Well, we're all a legit shot at being a champion, obviously, or they wouldn't have been in the final. They wouldn't have made it this far. I mean, truth be told, they're they're – they're all championship caliber material because they wouldn't have made it this far if they if they weren't. Um, Good point. I mean, if we're looking at if we're looking at strictly stats. I hate to break it to you, Chris, but if we're looking at strictly stats, you're looking at the Golden Boy being your 2021 repeat champion. Oh, and that's exactly what NASCAR wants. That's what NASCAR wants that ravaged fan base to get every bit that they can, you know? Now we're transitioning into... We're now transitioning into our next guy, which is our 2020 NASCAR champion, Cup Series champion, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott on the season has two wins, 14 top fives, 20 top tens, and that's in the 35 races so far. Again, your 2020 champion, he won last year to win the championship. This is his second appearance for the second year in a row. He's been somewhat consistent. He struggled for a good portion of the season, but stayed high enough in points. Obviously, his win at uh, Coda got him into the playoffs, but... I, in my opinion, I think out of these four, Chase Elliott's going to be your sleeper out of these guys. In my opinion, that's my opinion, though. If, if Chase Elliott, he, he's got just as much of a, a chance as anybody does. He's coming off as the defending winner of this race. You, you have to say that he legitimately belongs where he is, but. We go back and we look at how he got into this chase and how he got to where he is. Basically, it was NASCAR putting uh, water on a, on a hot fire, a hot flame, because had NASCAR not stepped in and basically threatened Kevin Harvick with his entire career, 
uh, I'm sure there would have been more retaliation in Martinsville. And uh, given that Kevin Harvick would have won Bristol, Chase Elliott wouldn't be in the position that he's in. So, I mean, if Kevin Harvick had won Bristol, Chase would have been eliminated. I believe that. Now, there's no way to back the stats or anything like that. Hey, it is what it is. Chase Elliott's where he is. Is he legitimately uh, capable of winning uh, the 2021 NASCAR Cup Championship? Absolutely, but it's going to take it's going to take something happening to these other three drivers that puts Chase in that because we all know Chase is not even the best driver in his own organization, much less the best driver in NASCAR. Yeah, Greg, uh, your thoughts. I I, uh, I I concur with what Miss Lee just said, and I was I was looking at stats for uh, the race going into Phoenix. And she said, watch Denny surprise us all. Now, obviously Chase has got, Chase has got uh, the stats on his side. I mean, his, his average start is 4.7. His average finish is 11.2. Not, you can't factor in Larson's because uh, you, know, you don't know what he would have done in 2020 had he not been suspended for saying that other egregious word. Um, his average start was 7.3. His average finish is 11.2. Um, and Denny, I mean, he's the same way. He's had, in his 32 starts there, he's had 15 top fives, 19 top tens. His average finish is a 9.8. Uh but he's also had far more uh, races there. I mean, and then he's led 854 laps at Phoenix. So, and MTJ, well, he's got 31 starts. He's got five top fives and uh, 13 top tens. His average start is 11.9. His average finish is 15.4. He's led 187 laps. He's got four DNFs there. 2020 in the spring, uh, crash in crash in the fall of 16, an engine fail in 2012, and overheating in 2008 in the fall. So, I mean, ideally, if you were to go by average finish, you're looking at you're looking at uh, Chase Elliott. I'm sorry, you're looking at uh, Denny Hamlin. It's going to be. Hamlin it's has. Going be, it's going to be. Go ahead. Hamlin has the statistically. I mean, he's been to this dance more than anybody, so he right. should have a better understanding of how to win it. Unfortunately, as we move to the next to the next driver, Denny Hamlin. Of course, I believe that this feud between Hamlin and Elliott is not over, and if all it takes is one guy getting into the rear quarter panel of one of the uh, of each other and I could see both of their chances being completely gone because obviously rolling into this the real story is Denny Hamlin versus Chase Elliott Kyle Larson is there as a spectator Martin Truex Jr is there as a spectator both of these drivers Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott have a one one track vision right now that is to be a cup champion again. 
or to be a cup champion for the first time. Denny Hamlin's danced the dance. He's never brought home the trophy girl, okay? Chase Elliott shows up well, one time, has, kills the party. <laughs> two fingers, two fingers, two fingers. Come on. Chase Elliott, he shows up once, he gets the he gets the the uh the 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 uh homecoming queen and the fat chick. So, you know, you got a guy who's raced it five times, never never been able to get it. Chase Elliott shows up one time, boom, the champion. And and if you go back to last year, remember, uh well it was the year before last, Denny Hamlin had the chase had this championship on lock. But for some reason, somebody put a big-ass sticker on the front of his car, which created it to overheat, as Joe Gibbs, I believe, was manipulating uh, the uh, the final race in order to get Kyle Busch a, another championship, a legitimate championship. But there again, it's all conspiracy when it comes for me anyway. All right. So Go ahead, Dad. So we somehow transitioned into Hamlin while talking about Chase Elliott. So, my thoughts on Hamlin, then we'll get to Truex since we skipped over him. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he's a strong contender at Phoenix. If you remember, what was it, two years ago, I believe it was, when Hamlin was put essentially balls to the wall of uh, having to win to get into the championship that year. Uh, And Phoenix was the cutoff race for that. Hamlin got the job done when he needed to. Hamlin has won here at Phoenix multiple times. Dad to prove it, but Hamlin, for this season, in 35 races, has two wins. Both came in the round of 16 playoff opener and the round of 12 playoff opener. He has not won since then. Has 18 top fives, 24 top tens. Again, he is a strong showing at Phoenix. Question is, can he get the job done with pressure that he has, and that's not winning a cup championship, and finally getting him over that monkey on his shoulder? That's where my question mark lies with him, because I, I look at him as a strong contender, but again, that monkey that's sitting on his shoulder, will it give him the wrench and stop him? Or will he finally get rid of it and get over it? Three and times. Daytona 500 times. champion. He's, he's won. He's, like, like you just said, he's won big races. But he can't get that championship monkey off of him. And that's where the pressure really lies on him at this point, especially in this late end of his career. I, I think yeah, it was uh, back in the 90s, right, that the Buffalo Bills went to four oh, straight yeah. Super Bowls and lost them all. Four straight Super Bowls, lost every single one of them. That's the career that Denny Hamlin's had. Mark Martin, same thing. Man, I mean, there was so many times Mark Martin was so close to winning a championship. You know, th- this has defined Denny Hamlin's career. And he's going to figure out some way to F it up again. That's just Denny Hamlin. Um, Will he be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. 
has he had more wins in two seasons than Chase Elliott has had in his entire career? You're damn right. Is it is it not a little bit of animosity built between Hamlin and Chase Elliott because Chase wins three races and is crowned a cup champion when Denny Hamlin won nine races last year? No doubt. Who's the underdog going to this race? It should be Denny Hamlin, but it's not. It's really not. The underdog is the next guy that we're going to talk about. But before we go there, you know, what what else? What else for... What else for two-finger Hamlin? Well, right now, I don't think we have anything else because now we got to get to Martin Truex Jr. Because Chris... The guy who does not Chris, belong Chris there. Said he's, Chris said he's an underdog, but which I can understand in one sense. But in another sense, I don't see it that way. And because... He may he was kind of right with Kyle Larson for the longest point of the season. It was a dogfight between him or Kyle Larson beginning of the season, because Truex won all of his races then. So four wins, twelve top fives, nineteen top tens in the season. Gets in on points barely. Now, this is where things are going to get dicey, and this is why I say that. Let's look at the last Phoenix race we were at, which was way back in, like, March, I believe. Let's take a look at our final four. Kyle Larson started second. Chase Elliott started sixth, finished fifth. Denny Hamlin started third, finished third. Who was the winner of this race starting with Martin Truex Jr.? Mm, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Truex has, Truex does have a championship behind him. Was it with Joe Gibbs? Nope. No, it was with what's now the defunct team of Furniture Row Racing. So, Which Truex was the true underdog been, story at the time. So yeah, this right. guy knows how to be an underdog. But I don't I don't fully see him as the underdog this time around. Is he has he been quiet in the last in quite a in the last I would say second half of the season? Yeah. I would say so. But Shrek knows how to get a done in the championship. He knows how to win at Phoenix. When you right. compare Martin Truex Jr. to the lat to the other three racers and what they've accomplished this year, Martin Truex Jr. would uh, Chase Elliott would probably be the true underdog of this chase, but it's hard to call the defending champion if that's what you want to call him uh, an underdog. So based off the four that is here, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, should be considered the underdog. He has not had a win in this chase at all. Uh, so, uh, uh, Craig, I, I, I no, cannot I wait to get to where I to where, where I've got to go. But go ahead, Craig. I truly think that Martin Truex Jr. is your underdog, and he's not had a win in quite a while. And if if he can pull it off, if he can pull it off, this would be the underdog story. I don't I don't necessarily buy. 
um, you know, he doesn't know how to win. He does know how to win. Definitely knows how to win, and he can win when it counts. Um, he did back in. He did back into the final four. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind, and you can't, you know, you can't change it. He backed into getting in this final four. Uh, you know, if if yes, uh, correction uh, the correction, Truex did win at Richmond in the in the final in the round of sixteen, but he did not okay, win right. in the in the transfer of eight, which is the first time that anybody's ever transferred that was uh, that was under that under the threshold and and actually advanced because of points. Uh, but uh, sorry, Craig, go ahead. I, we needed to clarify that. I appreciate the corrections. Um, it's definitely appreciated. I was trying to figure out who the hell you were saying 10-4 to, but now I understand. Um, hopefully, Miss Lee is wrong. She got bad juju um, when she picks drivers <laughs> for the most part to win. So I'm hoping that she's wrong. Um, you know, getting back to getting back to uh, Denny Two-Finger Hamlin, he's 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 almost a sentimental pick because he's like the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. Um, he's been to these numerous times and he, he, just can't, he just can't get past first base. So it's kind of like in, in racing, he's been past first base many a times other ways. But um, <laughs> in, in the races... Would that be considered no. third base, two fingers? <laughs> I think that's considered yeah, third base. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Ooh, got a little R. Rated R there. Rated R for racing. You're rated R for racing. He's got to be a pick. He's got to be your sentimental favorite. Um, as long as nobody screws it up. Truex, as Miss Lee says, will probably cost him a chance at the championship. His his crew chief or his pit team rather, his pit crew. No. Um, you know, but we'll have to. We'll have to wait and see. Go ahead, Chad. All right. So now we've given our input. Now we've given you each driver a legit reason as to why they could be the 2021 Cup Series champion. Now comes the difficult part. Can we somehow, some way, come into some sort of semi-agreement? Of who moves on, of who gets the championship, who gets the cup at the end of it all. Well, I want to argue with Martin Truex first. That, I want I want to give the argument to Martin Truex Jr. I was gonna say, who is your fourth? Who's gonna finish fourth in the championship? My say, unfortunately, it was exactly what you were saying there, uh, Chris, and. I kind of have to go with not Martin Truex Jr. Ha ha ha. Um, no, I'm. I have to unfortunately say Chase Elliott will get fourth. And well, with Chase saying, I think Chase Elliott will get fourth. So I. 
I, I mean, he's been he's kind of been the quiet guy all season, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Joey Logano has done that before. But I think Chase Elliott has, has a lot of beef with uh, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. So, and one of those, I think one of those two is going to cost him. I don't think Harvick will. I don't think Harvick will unless he can set it up to make it look like it's explicitly a racing incident. I don't think he's going to take that chance. He'll go out on he'll go out of NASCAR in his terms, not on not by taking out uh, Chase Elliott. I don't think he's going to screw himself that bad. I'm pretty sure he'd rather have Delaney screw him than him screw himself. And if he takes out if he takes out the Golden Boy, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, third, I'm going with Mark Trek Jr. I know he's won a championship. I know he's won at Phoenix. But Trex has been quiet. He did win at Richmond. But before Richmond, he was pretty quiet in terms of knocking on the door for victories and winning races and such. But um, he being that he's only won one race in the last handful of races. I don't think he's hot enough to get it done in Phoenix. So Denny Hamlin finishing in second place. My pick is going to be Kyle Larson. My heart is going Kyle Larson. Mm, And yeah, you can throw in whatever reason you want, but Uh, my heart right now is going Kyle Larson. For the second uh, so spot. Winning the championship. Ham- Hamlin becoming second string again. All right, so now let me ask you a question. And and Miss Lee brought this up uh, a while back in the thread, and I've thought about this a few times. Um, what does Hendrick want more? What does Mr. H want more? Chase repeating or Larson redeeming his faith in him? Fat check, Daddy. Fat check. Chase Elliott's got the fans, man. He's got he's got the clientele. The whole reason why Hendrick wanted Dale Jr. was because he could sell T-shirts better with Dale Jr. than he could with Kyle 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 Bush. So you know, I mean. Uh, it's been, we're not even going to give Brian Vickers a, shot, a shout out on that one because you know obviously Kyle Bush and Kyle, uh, Brian Vickers both left uh, Hendrick Motorsports at the same time. As you remember, Mark Martin replaced Kyle Bush in the five car. Um, I, I believe in in Hendrick. Rick, he would much rather see Chase uh, become the, vic- the 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 victor, just as. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing at the time uh, wanted Kyle Busch to win over uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin, basically because you know you got to keep them sponsors happy. And FedEx had already signed up. Mar- uh, Martin Truex Jr. was supposed to be the third wheel, 
which is exactly what I was trying to get through to you guys. I have had my I've had my doubts in Martin Truex's whole career. I have put him down. I've said that he's nothing but, you know, he was no no better than his crew chief, Cole Pern. This year, I turned the page. This year, I had an, uh, an awakening. Like, I realized that, hey, this guy is the real deal. Like, he has had a crew chief change, and he's still out here consistently whooping everybody's ass. He's supposed to be the third wheel at JGR. You know who the third wheel was this year? Somewhere between Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. It's hard to call Denny Hamlin the third wheel, but, you know, basically uh, Martin Truex Jr. was definitely not the third wheel. So um, he has proved that over his time at uh, JGR. And... You know, his consistency and his perseverance, his attitude towards things. This guy got his nose ran over. He got bumped in the wall. He had a tire going down. I mean, he, he, it, it, was scra- it was scraping, scrubbing. So, he, you know, he didn't know how much longer that left front tire was going to last and actually didn't have anything bad to say in his post-race interview. He was happy to be there. Uh, clearly, he got ran over. Clearly, he got pushed in the wall. Uh, but in the, all in all, who was laughing in, in victory lane and in, in, in post race interview? Martin Truex Jr. This guy is not carrying the weight of this chase on his shoulders. To me, he's the guy that is that is primed to win. There's no pressure for Martin Truex Jr. There's pressure on Kyle Larson. There's pressure on Chase Elliott. There's pressure on Denny Hamlin. Show me where the pressure is on Martin Truex Jr. There is so, so there's nobody expecting to be there. So nobody expecting him to be there. So Chris, before we get to Craig here, I narrowed my four to at least two, which was Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and uh, I have Kyle Larson moving forward. Now. You move, narrow your four down to two, and between those two, who do you have winning? Before we get to Craig, because we're now running a little bit over our live time on Facebook. That's okay. You get up to an hour. Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Larson. Your champion. That's your one two. Yeah, that's that's the that's the two that I'm sticking with, but I, I've already said that where where my allegiance is right now. All right, so two of us have said Kyle Larson is the top two, but Kyle Larson moves on, and the Truex moves on. Right. I agree. I think Kyle Larson. My my top two are Martin Truex Jr. and. Uh, Chase Elliott. Woo! Oh, I, thank you, Craig. Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin is gonna is gonna choke one do more. Do what time. he always does. He does. He's gonna do what he always does. It's in his head, bro. You cannot you cannot get those out of your head. There is no way. I don't care if he goes and sees the sees his two finger specialist. He's he's gonna come in here with pressure, man gonna come in here and pressure he knows that he's failed five times four times before 
and he's expecting to fail on the fifth time. That's why there's so much emotion going on from this guy with Chase Elliott right now. Chase is living freely in Denny Hamlin's head right now. But Chase is not the he's not the uh, uh, the best driver in his own organization. So I have to wipe Chase completely out of the subject here, All which right. is the reason why well, I picked Kyle Larson and Martin Truex Jr. All right, so Craig, you have Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr. Which one of the two do you have winning the championship? <laughs> you got to agree with me. <laughs> Oh, this is where he's got to agree with me. <laughs> hold on, because if Craig says hold on, hold on. If Craig says Truex, Truex is going to be our roundtable discussion champion. If not, and he says Chase Elliott, that we have to narrow our four down to two, which is between Truex and Kyle Larson, because Truex, because those two were more common. Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin. I'll get Texas both so up Craig, here for a second. For entertainment well, purposes only. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't bet on this shit in Vegas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Speaking of, maybe we should look at those odds real quick. Let's find those odds. Yeah, let's get the odds real quick. If you do that, Chris, let's get Craig into this one. So... My said Martin Truex and Chase Elliott. And Martin Truex is your sleeper. We know NASCAR really wants Chase Elliott to win again. Um, I think so does Rick Hendrick, because I agree with Chris that he is the fan base. He is the fan base puller. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um I think it's going to be Martin Truex Jr. And <laughs> oh, I, I love you, man. <laughs> you freaking hated me earlier today. I love you. Fuck. I love you. I love I you. I love you. Oh, man. So, wow. So and I don't think he's going to – I don't – hold on, Taz. Let me finish. I don't oh. think he's going to win the race. Right. I I am there with you. I'm there with you. Finish it. I think that he's going to win. He's going to finish higher in stage two, one and two, than Elliot. I think Elliot's going to have problems early, and he's not going to be able to recover. Somebody else is going to win this race. Truex is Truex is going to use the 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 what? Now wait a minute. It's, okay, there's still stage points granted. Okay, no 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 transfer points, but there's still stage points granted. Well, He's going to use the, final, the system. For the, for, hold on, for the final four, they don't get stage points at all. Stage points don't matter to them. No stage points. Uh, there's stage points, so but you, it's not for the final four. Everyone else earns stage points, but the final four does not earn stage points because it's essentially whoever crosses the line first. I don't like that. I think it should be stage points. But anyway, because they, it's basically a win and you're in format. But, uh, okay, so odds makers. Martin Truex Jr. 
a 450 plus odds. Uh, Denny Hamlin, a 400. Chase Elliott, a 350. And Kyle Larson, a 190. So Vegas has their money on Larson. But you'll make the most profit off of Martin Truex Jr. Kind of hard to decide which way the real deal is, but obviously there's most of the odds makers are going to be going with Kyle Larson, which really pushes me to believe Martin Truex Jr. is going to be the champion here. It's amazing. Craig and I can be completely, I mean, we agreed with Kyle Larson being eliminated from the chase. That was probably a bad idea. But, (laughs) But this one, I was waiting all night to argue on why Martin Truex Jr. was going to be your 2021 Cup champion. And I think at the end of this, we we all can agree the guy coming into this with the least amount of pressure is Martin Truex Jr. And pressure is what makes the kettle boil over, right? It's pressure. And these the, the, the feud between Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, which I don't even understand why we haven't crossed that path. How many feuds has Chase Elliott been in this year? You know, and over the last several years, how many feuds has this guy been in? And yet it's never his fault. Anyway, Kyle Larson should be everyone's favorite to win. It is the perfect story. This guy was kicked out of racing 365 days ago. 365 days ago, Kyle Larson did not think that he had a future anymore in NASCAR. Kyle Larson has never been to the Final Four. Kyle Larson won more races in one season than he has his entire five- to six-year career. I mean, how many years? Six years? Okay. He has had an unbelievable season. But so many times you have the 109-win Seattle Mariners who got knocked out of the first round with the Yankees back in, what, 99, I believe it was. Okay, it, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but for the most part, just because you win the most doesn't give you the automatic crown for championship. No, you're right. And I hope to God that uh, Kyle Larson doesn't win it. I want Martin Truex Jr. to win it because he's been the quiet one. Like you said, he hasn't won since early in the chase. But how about that truck series race on Saturday afternoon? All right. I really thought well, Stewie had it, y'all. I really thought Stewie Stewie's had it. Gosh, it was so right. close, man. Okay, before we get too far into this, I'm gonna and we're gonna give our send off properly for our Facebook so, viewers. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have all agreed. Um, uh, Miss Lee, real quick, who who is your pick to win? She's got. She says Larson, Hamlin, the top two. Denny plays plays bridesmaid again. Oh wow! So if we had went with Miss Lee's pick, we would be a toss up between Larson and Truex. Uh, very interesting there. Very interesting. Um, but thank you for our Facebook Live uh, tune in. Uh, Stand of Blog Talk Radio will be on 
for a little bit longer. We have trucks, Xfinity, a fan question, and get our picks for the weekend. And uh, we already gave our picks yeah. in the Cup Series. No, well, that was for the championship. More. There's, still, there's right. still more picks. So, again, we'll do picks. And uh, everyone have a good night and get on over to Blog Talk Radio. We're still going. And that'll be it on Facebook as Truck Series. Yeah, great race. Can't argue. No, it was. And, you know, John Hunter Nemechek, when he got wrecked out, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. And then he was able to squeak in. So uh, that should definitely be interesting. Now, a little side note. I said earlier in the week about this golf tournament on the 15th of uh, November down in Charlotte. And you and I were both talking, Taz, about Sheldon Creed. I I don't know if I want to talk to him about anything. Uh, Hopefully he's still not pissed off about Martinsville. But that was a hell of a, that was a hell of a finish. That was a hell of a finish. Like if you weren't sitting on the edge of your couch uh, waiting for it to, um, uh, and there was more, there was more calls in the last 30 laps than there was the entire race almost. It almost doubled. And uh, so, what, Taz? Can you give us the final rundown, the top five there of the uh, of the truck race, real quick? Sure, can. So, in the trucks, your stage one winner was Todd Gilliland. Stage two was Todd Gilliland, and Zane Smith, who I picked to win, uh, got the job done. Austin Hill second, Tanner Gray third, Chandler Smith fourth. Matt Crafton, your top five. Parker Kligerman with a sixth-place finish. Great for him. Ben Rhodes, Taylor Gray, Sheldon Creed, and Timmy Hill, your top ten. And racing for a championship. Racing for the championship is Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, and John Hunter Nemechek. Zane Smith was the only one of those four drivers who locked himself with the win. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with John Hunter Nemechek uh, for the championship and the win, guys. Uh, The guy's just been spectacular. He took a step down. It's paid off. Um, He is in the best equipment that money can buy. Uh, He has been the the mainstay mainstay of uh, the truck series this year. Um, Zane Smith, nothing to discredit what he's done. How, How you pick that, Taz? I, I need to I need to find your crystal ball there because uh, it would make me a lot of money. Uh, you would have made a lot of money through Vegas if you had betted Zane Smith. As a matter of fact, uh, let me point that out as well. Uh, but uh, so uh, you know, I believe John Hunter Nemechek. I don't want to discredit Matt Crafton because he's done this before. He's gone in and and won a won a championship without winning a race. Um, I, I believe he's not had a race win this season either. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, John Hunter Nemechek seems to be uh, the favorite going into this one, for sure. There's just really uh, nobody – nobody can really stand alone with what this guy has accomplished this year. If John Hunter Nemechek is not your pick to win the race and the championship, then uh, – and I know Taz is going to disagree because uh, he's probably going to go with ZS again which is fine, uh, then, you know, if, if uh, here's, here's what I think. I think that if John Hunter Nemechek wins the race or wins, and wins the championship, Cash should shave, shave his beard off and leave it off the, the entire winter. Ah, wait. That would be tough on some, some, some uh, he'd have to put Vaseline. On that uh, on that chin of his, we ain't clean shaving this bad boy. I'm uh, just I'm just out. Well, so you have to go James Smith, huh? Well, oh wow, Craig, who, Craig, who is your pick? Good. I just said, John Hunter Nemechek for both, the win and the championship. All right. Well, is nobody you guys even said? Ben Rhodes. And and the reason why, John Hunter Nemechek, nothing against the guy. He's got it all for him. But now... You have Matt Crafton. What has he really done all season? Nothing. In a sense. Rode around. Exactly. Got wrecked a few times. But we made it. But we made it. Yeah, Thor exactly. Sports put Matt two Crafton. trucks in this championship. Matt, hold on. Matt Crafton, all, again, in the championship four without a Freaking win all season. Mm-hmm. I'm knocking him out the door. We already mentioned John Hunter Nemechek. Ben Rhodes has two wins on the season. Both were the Daytona wins at the the season opener and at the road course. That's all he's done. Zane Smith has one win. But you've got to go where they're hot. You can argue John Hunter Nemechek in that aspect, and you can throw out Ben Rhodes and Matt Crafton. But I'm going with a guy who has finished second here the last time the trucks went to Phoenix and fell short of winning the championship. And this time he won at Martinsville. Do I think he'll necessarily win the race? I don't think so. But will he do enough to win the championship and redeem himself? Yes. Zane Smith, my pick. He has two top fives all season long. Two top fives all season long. The guy does not even belong here. He doesn't even belong here. But that's your pick. You guys, yeah, I'm going with the guy you guys didn't even mention who snuck you who snuck his way in. You guys have no business here. Him. None you at all. No. No. I picked him a couple of times throughout the year. And quickly removed myself from that one. Um, the guy, hey, he's good looking oh, he's and all, for sure. For 
he's been on my radar, but I picked him when the time was perfect. Yes, you did. You did. And I will not be surprised if Zane Smith becomes the champion. If Matt Crafton can become a champion like he did last year. I, well, Matt Crafton's won legitimately before, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the problem with the truck series is you allow Kyle Busch to come in and, and win four out of five races. You allow these other cup drivers to come in. You only have a 22-race schedule, and 10 of those races are not going to be uh, – they, they can't race in them because it's the chase or whatever. So, you know, I mean, you're basically, you know, eliminating – certain drivers from ever being able to get a win. That's why you wind up with a Zane Smith who has two top fives and all of a sudden racing for a championship where Stewart has obviously had a hell of a lot better season, but unfortunate circumstances leave him, leaves him outside of the, uh, uh, this format. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with this format either. Austin Hill, another great example of a guy who uh, really put in the effort this year and has nothing in return. Um, but Zane Smith, hey, more power to him. Good-looking guy. Let's see if he can pull it off. Craig, uh, you picked John Hunter Nemechek. I picked John Hunter Nemechek. Um, wow. I swear. Well, um, I'm going to say this right now. Craig, or not Craig, with Chris and Miss Lee picking John Hunter Nemechek. Well, I picked him too. How is the truck series race chat live points going to work out? Because uh, there's going to be no gain and no loss between you two because you two are up for the truck tiebreaker. Have to go tiebreaker. And you already know Chris has it because Ms. Lee, every time she picks a driver, they usually suck balls. I mean, they usually go two finger hands. Yeah, I mean, Ms. Lee's doing exactly what I would do. Uh, by picking, at least she cannot lose any ground. Um, of course, I'm, I, I have only to gain, I think I'm 12 points out. So, uh, basically, um, it is what it is in that truck race. And uh, I won't be able to make up 12 points, that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, John Hunter Nemechek, I, I, I'm not going to skew my pick for a championship to try to win uh, a, a side bet. So, um, and congratulations, Miss Lee. You come back. Really, Miss Lee missed what the first three, four races. So she had a hell of a oh, run. Yeah, yeah she had a hell of a run that. there. Yeah, because she's overall she's third. And uh, I'm going to double check here real quick. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. But I believe for the trucks, Miss Lee went two weeks without a pick. In Xfinity, she went one week without. So essentially going three races of not picking, mm-hmm. who sits third overall and first in the trucks, pretty impressive. Yes, very impressive. All right, let's get to the Xfinity series. Uh, first of all, Noah Graston. He's a man of people. I have another driver that I was completely critical of in the beginning years of Noah Gradson. I know on this on this show, I believe maybe last year, um, I remember Mr. CJ coming in saying, "Hey, man, you know we've had Noah on on this network, and they get, they get 
obviously something's going on. But this year has been the year of the true Noah Gregson. And, and if you just aren't fired up by this kid, I don't know, I don't know what it takes to get fired up. Uh, his celebration of victory lane, or victory uh, after his victory at Martinsville, is something that uh, I won't soon forget. It really Stewart climbing the fence as well. But there was just so much raw emotion. And to know that this kid started the season off with his father in December, I believe, of last year, uh, basically being in a car wreck and manslaughter manslaughter charges were pressed against his father uh, for the death of a victim that uh, was uh, in a circumstance where uh, no other was in a wreck and somebody lost their life as he was intoxicated. So, you know, for but to have the startup, the start of this year, the way that it started for him, and to where he is now, it's night and day. I feel like the Noah Gragston we are seeing now is the future cup winner, Noah Gragston. And I did not think last year at this point in time that Noah had what it took to be a cup driver. So I am not only saying that Noah has what it takes to be a cup driver, I'm telling you, he could, he could, he could possibly be a future champion. This guy will win in the Cup Series. Noah Grasden is the real deal. His win this past weekend was completely awesome. You're saying Noah Gregson is your pick this weekend? Uh, is he racing in for the championship? He is, isn't he? Yep. Yes. You have Gregson, yeah. Uh, Sendrick, Hemrick, and Almendinger. Oh, wow. I have to pick against the dinger. Because I believe Noah, I really do. Like, it was such an emotional moment for me. First of all, I'm a huge supporter of Black Rifle Coffee. Huge supporter. I love it when companies like Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, they come out against the grain and they tell you their personal beliefs and and, and how they feel, and they don't care if you're going to boycott them because of that. Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, Black Rifle Coffee, those three are my favorite of all, right? Like, I, I don't have to deal with the Coca-Cola statement. You know what I mean? They're the opposite of that, right? So, you know, to see Noah Gregston and, and, and along with, uh, uh, what's his name, the guy who owns uh, uh, Mass Pro Shops, to see them stand behind Noah after what his father had done and all, I mean, the guy's career could have been completely over. There's no other way I can choose anybody but Noah Gregson to win the championship this year. Junior Motorsports basically has a lot when it comes to this championship um, and has proved that time and time again. It's hard to choose anybody other than a junior motorsports driver. Uh, it was it was heartbreaking not to see Justin make it, but, uh, man, I'm telling you, all the momentum is behind Noah Gregson. I believe he's going to pick up the win as well. So we're looking at a champion and a winner back-to-back, man. So, Chris says Noah Gregson. I'm going with, well, Gregson, not a bad pick. And if you really ask me, we would have a big three and then Daniel Hemrick. Because Noah Gregson, had he not had the bad luck he started with to start the season, 
He would have been right with Austin Sindrick and A.J. Allmendinger for points, wins, whatever you want to say. He would have been right there. So, honestly, he's not a bad pick, and I'm not against it at all in any stretch of the manner. I mean, the guys won. Uh, I believe Greg Keynes won three races, it was, after Martinsville. He's hot, that's for sure. But now, now you have guys like Daniel Hemrick, who's been the quiet guy and always never won nothing, made, and has not won an NASCAR race. You have AJ Allmendinger, who I mean, everything explains for himself. Absolute awesome guy, revival of his career. If a guy could win comeback of the year after winning comeback of the year, that would be AJ Allmendinger's story right now. Not only is he comeback of the year. But he's also comeback, comeback of the year because not only did he do awesome last year on his return and his partial schedule, but this year the guy has been A1 for sure. It is hard for me to pick, but it goes again, once again, where you have an organization that buys their motors from somebody else and builds their cars. You, when you're buying your motor from a certain somebody, it's going to be hard to beat them come race day for a championship. AJ. As much as I want to pull for him, it's 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 the court. the The ball is the Noah Graston's court. It's up to him to seal the deal. AJ Allmendinger could probably be your second place finisher. Now, you have Gregson. We have Dinger. We have Hemrick. There's Austin Sindrick. There's times where he's made noise and times where he hasn't. Sindrick this year has five wins has been right with A.J. Allmendinger in terms of wins and in points. Sindrick is the Xfinity champion. He's already locked into a full-time cup ride next year. Where I'm going with my pick, no pressure whatsoever. I'm going with Austin Sindrick for the reasons I said. He's already won an Xfinity championship. So to him, winning a second one, Will be icing on the cake. He are, he's already gone. He's already made debut. He's already made starts in the Cup Series this year. He already has a full time Cup ride next year. I mean, what's he got left to prove in Xfinity? He's done it all already. He's proven he's a top driver if you give him the right stuff for it. And he's won here in Phoenix last year. I'm going with the guy who has the least amount of pressure, honestly, and I think it's Austin Sindrick. Yeah, Craig. You're yeah, playing. I um, I was. Miss Lee just said she's sticking with Dan. Um, I was honestly thinking Dan, Daniel Hemrick. I think that he's the quiet, silent, quiet type. I mean, I know that's the same thing, but uh, I think that it's going to be. I think that it's going to be Cedric and. Uh, 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 Dinger, one, two, across the line, and Cedric's going to be your 2021 champion. So, Craig St. Cedric. So, let me right. get this straight. Craig and I say Austin Cedric. Chris says Noah Gregson, along with Mr. CJ. And Miss Lee says AJ Almendinger. Almondinger. 
and Cup, we've already right. said that Craig and Craig and Chris have no Truex. Lee and I have Kyle Larson. Mr. CJ, well, unfortunately, he'll get his default picks. Unless he changes them somehow during the week. Uh, you want to know my pick to win the race? Sure. Tyler Reddick. No, 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 no. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. Alex Bowman. Let's, let's do that one. Alex Bowman. What doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. Bowman, imagine that. Five wins. He would then have more wins, the second most wins in the organization, right? Chase Elliott, he already has the second most wins in the organization, right? He's only won, what, three races? Or four? Bull Bowman? No. Chase Elliott's won, what, four races or three? I think three for Elliott. Yeah. So Alex Bowman, yes. Hey, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. I got Alex Bowman to pick up the win. No, Elliot has where it all started for Bowman was Phoenix. He's leaving something on the table, man. He's gonna he's gonna pick up the cup win. He's gonna go back to back. He's gonna pick up win number five of the season. And uh, yeah. So all right, there you go. So, wow, Chris is that? going with. Chris is saying Bowman is the race winner. Shrek being the champion. Craig, didn't you see that somebody else is going to win the race that's not a championship four? Um, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, I do too. I do too, and I don't remember who the hell it was. See, my senility is setting in at my ripe old age of 50, one years old. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But, yeah, I believe there was somebody else that I said was going to win the race. Yeah, I can't. I cannot recall. I cannot recall. Now, I, I do want to make a bold statement here, and I'll, I'll go. I'll refer back to the trucks. I said Zane Smith to win the championship, but for the race, for your race winner, I'm going Sheldon Creed. Anyways, Craig, when you get your race winner pick, we'll go from there. Let's try to get to our fan question. Yeah, let's get that done and out of the way. Oh, real quick, get, then, before I forget, before I forget, next next week's show is actually on Sunday, right after the race. It is not Monday night. So next week's show is right after the race. All right. Chris, do you want to kick things off with our fan question? Did we lose our guy? 
We have a terrible echo, and I don't know where it's coming from. So if somebody has a fan question. Um, I'm working on pulling that up right now. Okay. It was something about drivers and weight in F1 and yeah. do they weigh in. So, and I'm pretty sure says, NASCAR drivers have to be around the 200-pound mark. So it says, can we talk about the drivers for a minute? Is it true that F1 drivers are weighed after each race? And if so... Why would their weight matter? As always, thanks for your time. Yeah, I, and I think I shared a pretty lengthy uh, answer to that question. We'll try to cover that as quickly as possible. Why do F1 drivers have to be weighed after races? Well, it's kind of technical. So in racing, you can be as overweight as you want to be. The problem is underweight because – the more you're underweight, the faster you can be, right? So if you're adding weight, it doesn't really matter, but it's the reduction of weight that does. Uh, Scott Bloomquist uh, ran across the scales after winning the cotton picking at Magnolia Motor Speedway a few years ago. Uh, I believe he was disqualified because he did not have enough weight in the car. Um, also, it happens a lot with the uh, – uh, the factory stock guys, sometimes some of them have to weigh 2,800 pounds. Other series require them to weigh 3,200 pounds. So that can be, uh, you know, offset. Basically, if you run through the mud before you go into tech line, then you'll probably be heavy enough to clear tech. Uh, but when it comes to F1, it's a little bit more complicated because, of course, these are the best engineers in the world. And I'm going to read you what, how this question was answered. Uh, on the internet. There has been quite a lot of bit of misinformation about this. Here's an an extract of the FIA Formula 1 2020 current regulations regarding weight. The link is found at Federation International the Automobile. Um, is the weight of the car with the driver wearing his complete racing apparel at all times during the event? The weight of the driver with his seating and driving equipment will be established by the FIA technical delegate at the first event of the championship. This reference weight may be amended at any time during the championship season if deemed necessary by the FIA technical delegate. The reference weight will be used to establish the minimum weight of the driver ballast referred to in Article 462 below. 462 states the reference weight of the driver will be added to the weight of any ballast designated for this purpose, and at no time during the event may this be less than 80 kilograms. This, if I remember correctly, first came into use in 2019 in an effort to reduce excessive dieting by drivers to reach minimum weight. Driver's reference weight is determined at the beginning of the season at the first event and remains the same unless reviewed and altered by the technical delegate. All drivers and their racing gear, helmet, gloves, overalls, etc., are weighed twice once before the event and once after it. This has happened for many years, not just recently. This is something that Professor Sid Watkins was concerned about as far back in the 80s. It had nothing to do with technical regulations, but more to do with the driver's health. I clearly recall drivers being totally... Uh, uh, totally washed at the end of races and sometimes having to be helped from their cars. That was partly as a result of excessive dieting and excess heat in cars. 
This combination was and still is dangerous. It's uncertain how many late race incidents were caused by excessively dehydrated drivers. The weigh-ins let the driver's medical staff, FIA delegate, and teams know what percentage of a driver weight has been lost. The FIA will probably get copies of this. I have not checked the post-race delegates' reports, but it is mostly for driver's teams and medical, not regulation purposes, although a technical delegate may be considered in reviewing a driver's pre-race reference weight. No team or driver is penalized if the driver has lost access weight as the driver's reference weight is used to compute the total weight of the car. By the way, if a car is required to be weighed after an event, the tires the car finished on usually replaced by completely new technical delegate selected tires to eliminate any losses from wear in any fuel left drain. This can be found in paragraph 4.1 to 4.3 of the above regulations. It is a bit more complicated, but that is basically it. The old saw about picking up rubber draws on the end lap or someone just swinging about behind the stage to to keep your tires warm. It can help nobody but seems to be able to provide evidence other than and a, and a daughter, I don't know. So I have no idea. I hope this helps. Thank you. Basically, you know, it's basically a deal where uh, they want to make sure that these drivers are not uh, fasting before they get into these race cars. There is a little bit of wiggle room. But uh, so basically the concern was guys would do extreme fasting, become dehydrated, and not be able to correctly drive one of these race cars. That is the purpose of the way. The, the crazy thing about this question was, as much as I love racing, I did not know that that was part of F1. I had no idea. So this question actually come out of left field for me, and I, I don't know if you guys had uh, ever inquired about this type of question or anything, but I did not know. I don't think that that's actually the case uh, in NASCAR. I have not looked up the weight. Uh, thing for NASCAR. I, I do know that they have a certain weight that they have to be over, but uh, I did not. I do not believe that the driver is incorporated in that weight. Though I may be wrong, because like I said, in stock car racing and dirt track racing, every bit of that weight matters. And so many times, drivers have been real close to that threshold, and they roll through the uh, through, through uh, the. Go, they go over the, the scales, and they're a little bit light. And that, that, that gets them thrown out. So uh, very good question. I'm not sure if even the mumbo-jumbo that I read actually uh, answers that question. But weight of the driver and racing kind of go hand in hand. It's a reason why you see more drivers that look like Justin Algear these days and Justin Haley than you do a Michael Walsh. And you can kind of understand why. These are always yeah, small guys. Yeah, I don't watch our body weight, but, but I could be wrong. Do what? I, I thought NASCAR had a minimum weight. If I can find it, I will oh, uh, no, they post do have it on a minimum weight. They definitely have a minimum weight, yes. yes. They, have to weigh, they have to weigh a certain amount. Uh, they can go over. They definitely cannot go under. All right. Well, once again, thanks for the fan question. Let's get on the toasted tweet so we can get the hell out of here. Ah, yes. Toasted tweet. So I'm going to kind of quickly go through mine. I know I had a good amount, but um, my first one is actually at, 
is Alex Bowman's official Twitter account, and he puts, y'all need a shirt, and it's a link to uh, Alex Bowman's shop of essentially the shirt saying hack signed with Alex Bowman. Next one I have is from at Gramps underscore house at Denny Hamlin. The reason why NASCAR will never let you become a champion is because you have issues. What you did yesterday is classless and shows that you are a very poor sportsman. Hashtag NASCAR. Hashtag NASCAR playoffs. Hashtag let's go Brandon. What is Um, this Brandon? I don't get it. I don't get that one. I think he was just doing it just to be whatever, but. Right, Next but I don't, explain have, to me quick what this whole let's go Brandon thing is all about. Talladega for the Xfinity race. What when, rock okay. when fans were chanting one thing, but the NASCAR broadcast said they're cheering let's go Brandon. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right. So next tweet. I have is in reply to the Godfather Moody. Um, this comes from at Hector M three five one seven five two one five. Holy Lordy! Says JGR drivers have become the most crybaby drivers in NASCAR. They can give it, they can give it, but they sure can't take it. And at NASCAR is to chicken beep to under to do anything to certain teams and drivers. Double standards. Prove us wrong at NASCAR. My next one says is actually my next three are from at NASCAR Chasm. One says you don't necessarily need to pick sides in every driver dispute. You can just sit back, grab a large bag of your favorite snack chips, and enjoy a large number of the drivers being pissed off at each other. It's much healthier depending on the snack chip you choose. Hashtag NASCAR. Next one is in relation to the truck series race. And says, congrats to at Harrison, at H. Burton Racing, Harrison Burton, Jack, his Jack on a very sporty 14th place finish. Not quite enough for a berth on the championship four, but a valiant effort nonetheless. 2022 will be its year for certain. Hashtag NASCAR. Yeah, go, go. And this uh, one. Jack. Go, Jack. This one. This one's in regards to the Xfinity race. Almost exactly four years apart to the day. Both Noah Gregson's on-track and digestive performance has improved dramatically. And one picture has him, uh, I think, looking a little sick, bent over the wall. And his ch- and uh, the next picture is him celebrating his win. Looks like he's shotgunning a beer. And that's my toasted tweet for you. Yeah, I've got a couple of them, uh, just a couple. Uh, one of them comes out of Laurie McKellar, um, at Laurie McKellar. Pretty bad when Kyle Busch sounds more mature in his interview than Denny. Let that one sink in. And finally, Denny Hamlin's been getting his ass kicked by his teammates for 18 years, so maybe don't throw stones. Maybe what? Maybe he shouldn't throw stones because he's been getting his ass kicked by his teammates for 18 years. And technically, <laughs> it's true. 
It is technically true. Denny Hamlin has yeah. never been the star of Joe, Joe Gibbs Racing, never. Not wrong in that one. Yeah, because Tony Stewart was there before Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin was there before Kyle Busch, but Kyle Busch basically took Tony Stewart's spot when Tony Stewart left. So um, Denny Hamlin's never been the top driver at his own organization. So yeah. I know... I believe Craig had a couple uh, earlier. I don't know if he's with us. I know he dropped. I don't know oh, if he sure. dropped on the call or. Uh, yeah, he was ready to go. We're going to either have to start the show earlier next year or something to, to satisfy his uh, need to go to bed early. But that's our toasted tweet section. Or uh, No, wait. No, Miss Lee had, had a couple to share. I'll get hers in. Uh, yeah, she Xfinity R- Racing tweeted out that Jack is haunted. That's the tweet. And also says that uh, from Jimmy Little's official Twitter account says, for some reason when I saw Denny Hamlin interrupting Alex Bowman's burnout celebration, it reminded me of when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift during her VMA award speech. Anybody else? Her last one says, picture of Bowman and Hamlin touching nose to nose during the victory lane celebration. And this is from NASCAR chasm. And it says, this is like that. This is like that scene from the lady and the tramp where they eat the same spaghetti noodle. Hashtag NASCAR, hashtag Martinsville. Yep. So nobody had, uh, I didn't see the one where Kyle Bush said, uh, he should go beat the shit out of Fred Keselowski. I, I wonder where all the outrage is for that one. Oh, because um, after the race was finished, when they took the checker flag, BK spun out Kyle Busch, and BK was trying to spin out, was trying to take out Kyle Busch because he thought as if BK <laughs> and Kyle Busch was trying to say, "Well, you're you're racing for second, you're not racing for the win, so what's the point of taking me out?" Well, technically, if Alex Bowman had uh, failed post race inspection then it would be that Brad Keselowski would have been the winner, um, being that, you know, Alex Bowman failed post-race. So, I mean, I, I can see the reason behind it, regardless of the fact of, and plus them two just have bad blood with each other. So uh, why not? Why not? You know, why not wreck the guy? Uh, you, uh, this is probably the best quote I've heard yet. You don't necessarily need to pick sides in every driver dispute. You can just sit back, grab a large bag of your favorite snack tips, and enjoy a large number of drivers <laughs> being pissed off at each other. It's much healthier depending on the track, the snack chip you choose. Uh, that was from NASA. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, that that was that's a hell of a toasted tweet there. Toasted to all you toasters who spend all day long trying to come up with something to say about somebody else. So uh, that should be it. We have one episode left to go. And uh, we will close out the 2021 race season. Uh, looking forward to it. As always, Taz Taylor, it's a pleasure to be on the radio with you and Craig as well. Uh, we're going to send it to you to close it out, buddy. 
All right. So as Chris said, our last show is this Sunday after the race. About half hour or hour after the race, uh, we'll be finished broadcasting. Um, we'll go over our final thoughts and opinions. Hopefully the show isn't that long. And uh, this has been Race Chat Live on Monday night. I want to thank you all for tuning in to our Facebook Live session for our roundtable discussion earlier. I want to thank you all for listening in for the entire show tonight here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, not much time is left, and uh, right now, Chris and Miss Lee are in a championship for the Truck Series for their picks. I've won the Xfinity Championship. Craig and I have uh, have some battling to do on the Cup side, and Chris and I will be dogfighting for the overall Money Championship. So, uh, uh, so good fitting for the championship weekend. Why not? Anyways, Sunday. Sunday night will be our last show of the season. It's been a uh, fun ride throughout the entire season, long one for sure, and uh, we'll see you guys then. This has been the Caution Flag at Radio, Chris Creighton, DJ Music Man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor saying so long, good night. We'll see you all Sunday night after the championship race. Have a good one, folks. just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details